We've, uh, we've been in a series, a letter to the churches. And uh, how many of you are starting to, or in, in the time of what you've heard, how many of you have grabbed some of the word and actually placed it in today's church? I mean, a, a lot of what we will experience through this lesson is that we'll find ourselves even, we'll find, uh-oh, we'll even find one church similar to some of the churches that we'll talk about. See, normally I just don't pick on us. I just say the whole church. That way I don't offend you. This morning is an offensive word. Look at your neighbor and say, this morning's going to be offensive, but it's with love. <laughs> we got to... Every once in a while, we got to eat that meat. And, uh, so if you've got your Bibles, let's go ahead and let's go to Revelation chapter 2. And uh, we've gone through the church of Ephesus. We've gone through the church of Smyrna. We went through last week the church of Pergamos or Pergamum, whichever. And this week, we're going to talk about Thyatira. This is a, uh, a church that's different. This, uh, before I even get started on it, there was something that kind of struck me about this church. This, this church is actually the smallest of all the churches that Christ is uh, approaching and, and speaking with. Th this church is not as well known as the other churches. It's kind of, if you will, that little old country church, that blue-collar church. Because see, Thyatira is where they had a lot of uh, hands-on people, if you will. Had some tradesmen there. And these people worked with their hands. They worked with metal a lot. Um, they would work with, with garments and sewing. Um, if you remember, uh, I believe it was Lyra that worked with the purple And this church just, it's not recognized a whole lot throughout the Bible. And as I was just sitting and pondering on that, I was like, wow, maybe God's trying to point something out here. Maybe he's trying to tell me that just because I may not think that I'm significant doesn't give me room for excuse. Just because I am not as grand as the others doesn't give me permission to act any worse. See, God is not a respecter of person. <laughs> In loving you or spanking you. Just, just because you're little old me, you're just, just a little old sheep or just a little old pastor in a small country church, and you know, he ain't paying attention to me. He's looking after the big boys. And in comes Jesus and says, good morning. So can I tell you that how, no, no matter how insignificant you feel, or no matter how in the shadows of others that you feel yourself walking or you don't have any responsibility per se in the church. You just fill a seat 
your life of holiness is just as important as the big dogs. God's looking after you just like he... God said if, if he'll take care of the sparrow, make sure it's got food. If he'll clothe the fields, how much more will he do for us? And see, he's watching over. He, listen, he loves you so much, he's trying to make sure you make it to heaven. He don't want you to give way to sin. He give you a way out. He said, here's the Holy Spirit. Here's a comforter. Here's one just like me, and he's going to help you. Now, if you listen to him, if you'll listen to him, and before you take this little doctrine right now, this little teaching, and twist it around to where you think it's the works that get you there, let me go ahead and scratch that out your mind, because it ain't about works. But I'm telling you now, okay, listen to me. I'm, I'm, sick, of, I'm sick of the doctrines that float around, that lead people astray, and that cause people to fail. They cause them to fall away from God. Just because you ask Christ into your life. All right, hold on to your seat. Doesn't mean you can't walk away from salvation. Every step you take, you choose. Every thought you have, you choose to either arrest that thought or to chase after it. You can't just make it to heaven on a wing and a prayer. You can't go, Father, forgive me for I have sinned and go and do your thing. Don't happen that way. He demands that you be holy for He is holy. You can't serve a God in your unrighteousness. We've allowed some crazy stuff to enter our churches. And this morning we're going to learn about them. This one's got one doctrine that he specifically throws out. Um, but I, 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 do, I do look at this and go, well, couldn't that be true with this? Yeah. Well, couldn't that be any doctrine? Paul says, curse be the one that teach you any doctrine opposite, opposed of what we have taught. Because what we've taught, we got directly from him. Cursed be the man that preaches that. You want to be a pastor now? You want to, do you want to be the preacher of the gospel now? I'm, you get a, man, I'm telling you. You get your feet hot every once in a while. Revelations chapter 2. We're talking about Thyatira. I wrote down here, I said, being, being unpopular 
may keep you in the shadows of others, but your sins are no less despicable than any other sin in the sight of God. It's despicable. It's disgusting. Revelations chapter 2, starting at verse 18. Ready? All right, we got two that said bring it. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith. Man, they doing good. And your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. This church is doing it. They're growing. They're maturing. They're working this word. They, they've got this thing. Nevertheless, well, he said that a couple times, ain't he? You done good, but however, nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Because you allow, now that word allow, tolerate. You put up with. You give way to. Make way for. You, you allow, you tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Y'all... Y'all know who's saying this, right? Have y'all been keeping up? This is Jesus talking. This isn't one of those scriptures in the Bible where Paul says, not, I, not God, but I say. This is, this is that scripture that Paul says, not I, but God says. This is, this is Jesus talking to his church. I give her time to repent. For sexual immorality, and she didn't do it. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death. Talking about the second death. Talking about that's, that's the second death. That's separation. That's And all the churches, he said, and everybody else is going to know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your works.
Now to you I say, and to the rest in Thyatira, now to you I say, he, talking to the angel. Remember, this is, this is written to the angel of the church. And it was the angel's responsibility to take what information and guidance and, and reform and everything else that has taken place. In his, it was his responsibility to put that out into the church and cause that church to come into line. And Jesus says, now to you I say, and to the rest of Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, talking about the doctrine of Jezebel, the ones that's not fallen for this. He says, for you and everybody else that don't do this, and who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden. Thank God. See, you, you could be in the midst of something, but you're, you're holding fast. You're holding fast to what you got. You can be in the midst of a, of, a, of a crazy, fanatical, disturbing type of doctrine, and you decide that somewhere inside of you, you don't agree, and you make a firm statement, and you hold to what you have. And he says to you, I'll put no other burden on you. Man, if you, you just hold to that, I won't, I won't put any more stress on you. I won't allow Satan to come to me and say, let me try. I won't put your name out before Satan and go, have you tried my servant? <laughs> he said, if you just hold fast, I won't put anything else on you. Man, that's, that's a God of compassion. That's a God that has mercy. He said, but hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like potter's vessels. As I also have received from my father. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You know, when we've been looking at these churches, I'm, we're seeing a pattern here and I'm finding that he will do it continuously throughout the rest of the churches. That when he comes to that church in this letter, he comes and he addresses the church as to who he is. He takes some of these adjectives and some of these names from the first chapter that, that John was explaining to people who he saw. God was, here's Jesus reaching back into the first chapter once again, and he pulls out, it's not the Son of Man this time, as John was to refer him. See, John was letting everybody know this is the Son of Man. This, this was the Jesus. He was trying to, to get them to recognize who it was, this, this guy that he saw, this, this figure, this man. It was, it was the Son of Man. It was, it was Jesus. This is who he saw, and that's who everybody recognized him as. And now Jesus says, wait a minute, I've got to do something one step further. I've got to make these people realize and understand 
I'm not just the son of man, I'm also the son of God. See, it's, it's, it'd be a little bit simpler for you to understand if you knew some of the history that took place in Thyatira. See, if you was to ask these people in the first century, who was the son of God? They would have told you Apollo. Because Apollo was the son of Zeus, which we learned last week, or the week before, whatever week it was, that Zeus was known as the king of kings. He was God. They had coins in circulation with Apollo's face and the inscription, Son of God. So Jesus said, wait a minute, let me, I want you to understand, make no mistake about this. I am the Son of God. I know what you've been dealing with. I know where you're at. I know what's going on. But I'm here to tell you right now, as plain as I can put it, I'm the Son of God. Man, it talked about the fire in his eyes. Y'all remember that? The eyes that were like flames of fire, signifying his piercing and penetration, his perfect knowledge, a thorough insight into all persons and into all things. His feet like fine brass, that, that the outgoings of his providence are steady, awful and pure and holy, as he judges with perfect wisdom, so he acts with perfect strength and steadiness. I mean, he, he's talking, he's talking to, a, to a culture that, that understands tradesmen stuff. They, they deal with hot fire. They understand the, 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 the ability of the penetration. They understand what it causes to their metal as they're beating out shields and swords and armor. And God showed up and he said, this is who I am. Make no mistake about it. Apollo is second to me. He's beneath me. He don't hold a candle to me. I, me, I, Jesus, is the Son of God. And Jesus goes on. He's, he begins to move into encouragement with the church. And he's telling them all these things. Man, I love it. God just comes in and... Man, don't you see, if God didn't love you and God didn't have compassion, he wouldn't come in and say, man, you're really getting all this done. You're really getting all this done. You're working it. <laughs> Just patting you on the back and getting you. It's a setup. Yes, it is. <laughs> Every time God come up in your business and he says, man, you're doing this thing. Just know it's a setup because he's fitting to tell you what you ain't doing. Right? Come on, amen, somebody, right? I mean, look, we, we don't like to think of God in this manner. But God is righteous. God is holy. 
He don't want you to be discouraged. He doesn't want you to be dismayed. He doesn't want you to be blinded. He don't want you to be misled. He, he wants you to understand who he is, what he's about. See, if we think for one second that God doesn't expect us to walk in perfection, we're wrong. Will we walk in it? No. Does he expect you to try? Absolutely he does. That's right. I mean, we talked about this Wednesday night, right? Oh, I can't love them. I can't. Yes, you can. That's right. God said, what did the Bible tell us about that? He said that my love, God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So basically, you, <laughs> whew, we, didn't have no, we didn't have no choice Wednesday night, did we? Oh, you can excuse it and do what you can put. You can give me a list this long. I'll just give you one. Oh, the Holy Spirit, you. Rough. And, and God comes and he says, okay, here, here we go. Here we go. You, you've done it all. Man, you see that. I think that's a problem in the church. And, and I think if we look at this, we can probably see some things here. Because he, he's talking to them about how well they're doing and how, and how great their works are. He said that their latter works are even better than before. Right. So he's saying that they're maturing, they're growing. Mm -hmm. And see, sometimes the church, more often than not, will take the sign of growth as healthy. It's not the case all the time. You can still be growing and have cancer. That's right. So growth does not always represent health. And we have to be cautious as a church. Listen to me. We can get so caught up in what we're doing right that what we're not doing right bleeds over. Right. Come on, church. Come on, hear me this morning. Right. Hear me this morning. What I tell you this morning? We, we, we cover up what's wrong by what's right. right. We, 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 <laughs> what we doing wrong, we covered up by what we doing right. right. Makes us feel better. Mm -hmm. yep. Come on, that's why some people come to church. Makes them feel better about their week. Right. About themselves sometimes and how they've been. Not all children walk godly when they're not in church. Here he is. He's just giving out these commendations, boy. He laying it on them. You're doing such a great job, man. I, what, what did he say? He said, I know, I, I know of your works, your love, your service, your faith. Man, look, this church has got it going. He even, he even commends their patience. Patience in the body of Christ in a church? Amen. There's patience? Maybe I want to maybe I want a pastor of this church. <laughs> After he tells them everything that they're doing right. <laughs> Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Because you allow, 
that woman. That woman, that woman Jezebel. See, in two of the oldest transcripts bring that woman as your wife. So now it's not just any old woman. It's your wife now. See, if I, I'll do this over here because I'll be all right. <laughs> if it was another woman that you and I were discussing, eh, let me discuss your wife. Why? Now there's a bond. There's a marriage. They not just... <laughs> if we was just to say you've tolerated that woman, it would still be a thing of, okay, well you, you're just putting up with it. Don't put up with it no more. Just... He's not saying, he said it's your wife, Jezebel, the one now that you have gotten into bed with. Uh-oh. Uh now, now we've allowed that woman listen to me. If you aren't careful the one that you're trying to divorce will be the one you end up marrying because the church is trying to separate themselves from this type of doctrine. And because they were being deceived and they were taught, see, we don't think that we, we are living in a culture of tolerancy. It wouldn't be so bad, JT, if the world was to serve up a doctrine that says, I need to tolerate the color of Debbie's shoes. It would be different, right? That's not a sin. That is nothing. It's a color on a shoe. I don't like a color. She liked the color. I tolerate it. All good. I don't like all the black and the white in the closet, so I tolerate it for a while. And guess what happened? We talked into getting some color. <laughs> Boy, it was crazy. I seen the pink blouse I went. <laughs> I had to check, make sure it was my wife. I said, give me a kiss. She slapped me. I said, that's still her. <laughs> but we live in a culture of tolerance. And the church is allowing this doctrine to infiltrate its doors. Come on. Come on. We've, we've moved to, we need to tolerate, okay, women having a choice with their body and aborting children that they don't want after they just had, you know what, with whatever and whoever. We don't understand that if we tolerate that, that we were going to move into, uh-oh, hey, well, I can make some money off this. Let's throw a clinic. 
So, uh-oh, here comes a clinic. The next thing you know, it's more than one. The next thing you know, you're paying for it. Oh, come on, church. See, you don't... Come on. Government taking your hard-earned taxes. It went from tolerating to mandating, and you're paying for it. And you don't say nothing about it. Your wife, Jezebel. See, he, he's not talking about the woman, okay? The woman Jezebel that we've seen in 2 Kings 18. He's not, he's not talking. He didn't say, that would be some old woman right there. Boy, she'd be older than Methuselah, right? But the Bible says that he was the oldest. <laughs> but anyway, here he is. He's, he brings up that woman, your wife Jezebel. See, he knew that would ring something in their head. It would bring back something. They, they, they knew. They knew who Elijah was. They knew who Jezebel was. They automatically can put one to one together and go, wait a minute. He's not talking about the woman because surely that woman up there is talking might be Lyra. It, 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 ain't, it ain't Jezebel for sure. So he must be talking about her ways. Must be talking about the doctrine. Come on, the one that all the sexuality, the sexual immorality. Don't you know that they would have the O-R-G-I-E-S's? And out of all of those, then we would have more abortions. And it wasn't even an abortion then. It was kind of like what they do now. We'll lay them on the table and let them be comfortable. You're paying for that, by the way. And let them be comfortable. Until the mother decides, well, let's keep, no, nah, let's not, let's do it, no, I like it. And they would take these unwanted. And they would offer them up to other gods. As sacrifices. Come on. Do you really think that abortion is just abortion? You don't think this might have something to do with a spirit that has been released into society and they're wanting you to tolerate and you're allowing this thing to infiltrate not only in your church but in your minds and in your hearts, in your homes? I mean, what are you going to tell your daughter when it's a uh-oh? Won't be my daughter. Don't, 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 don't. Can be your daughter just as quick as it can be mine. Be, be careful, be, be. That wife of yours, that, wa that wife Jezebel that you've let come in and now she is, she's perverted. The minds and the hearts of my people. You've tolerated them. You've put up with it. You've dealt with it. You said it's okay. You don't tolerate in church? Come on. Man, we have become so tolerant in churches, it makes me want to vomit. Because it's a self-satisfacting, gratifying, whatever else you want to call it. It's all about you, baby. 
Church has nothing to do with God no more. Church has everything to do about how you feel church is going. It's all about what your church has to offer me. What has your church got to offer my children? You know what? Don't quit leaving it up to the church to teach your children. We got them two hours a week. You got them all week and they don't even know Jesus wept. Give me a break. Stop blaming the church. You have tolerated your wife Jezebel for too long. And I've already given her time to repent. He said, I've already put the word out. Man, the street already knows. The street, the world already knows. And because she hasn't repented, she'll burn in hell. I'm going to put her on a sick bed. We don't want to know Jesus in that manner. We just want to know Jesus as the all-caring, all-loving, all-compassionate one. The sheep that was led to slaughter. That's how we want to know Jesus. Do I have to remind you? He's going back and he's telling every church who he is. <laughs> and not once has he said, I'm the sheep that was led to the slaughter. <laughs> he's coming back. He said, I'm the king of kings. I'm the Lord of lords. And if you don't believe it, you stand back and watch it. I am the son of God with eyes like under fire and with feet under bronze. I am the son of God. I'm the one. He said, I was first. I was last. I was the beginning. I was the end. I was there before. I'll be there in it and I'll be there afterwards. Everything else around me will fall, but I will still be standing and you are serving your wife, Jezebel. Come on. How much longer do you tolerate the sins of the world you're putting up you're dealing with it you're you have to understand there is a difference there is a difference of acceptance and approval there's a difference there's a big difference because if you haven't been coming here long or you don't know who we are i promise you that this church is accepting Anybody and everybody that walks through that door. And if you don't accept them, you'll leave. Get with me, church. Jesus said, I didn't come for the healthy. They don't need no doctor. Come for the sick. You better accept every one of them with open arms. I don't care if you like them or not. But this church will not approve of everyone it accepts. Oh, pastor, you have to look. Don't you tell me that I got to get in bed with Jezebel. If you tell me that, we got a problem. It's okay to accept people just as they are. The homosexuals, the sexual, the, 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 Im, the immoral, the liars, the thieves, the, the, the prostitutes, the drunkards, the drug addicts, mm -hmm. the whoremongers. We, we accept them all. Amen. You were here, ain't you? Amen. You probably fell in line with one or three or five of those. 
Where have we gone, church? We, we tolerate this gospel that keeps saying tolerate, tolerate, tolerate. We tolerate it. Oh, the world wants you to tolerate homosexuality. No, I will accept the homosexuals, but I will not approve of homosexuality. Love them. And you know what? If I catch you being mean to them, and being, hey, I'll punch you in the throat. It's not your place. Our best guidance, our best tool when we entered into ministry, the best one I've heard all my life, ain't your job to clean them, it's your job to catch them. You catch them, get them in the church, let God clean them. And that's where I go, baby. Now, I may not say everything that you like to hear, but it's going to be backed by the word. And if it's not, I'll apologize for it and I'll fix it. Because I ain't perfect. But it's in here. Somewhere's like Prego. Anybody like Prego? I like to make my own sometimes, though. All right, before we get off track, I think we did. I don't even know where I went. Hmm. I believe we can see the current state of most churches right here. See, because we, if you start looking at this, you can begin to see the character of God here. God does not, nor will God ever, tolerate or allow sin. God is holy and righteous. You want to know how righteous God is? Here it is. This might sting. If he condemns you to hell, you're going to hell. The day he calls out your name. And the gavel's dropped. The sentence will be carried out. There's no lawyer for you now to come and ask for a mistrial or a retrial. God's righteous. He's already said he can't. If he change, if he changes his mind, he's not God. If he sends you down there for a week and he gets buttered up in his heart, now don't listen, don't don't attack me later and and he sees you down there and he goes, and I just I can't. Go get JT. He can't do that. Do you know how much power? you have on whether or not you go to heaven or hell? Boy, 
Because it's the power of choice. It's the power of your will. Will you go to heaven or will you go to hell? Ask yourself that question this afternoon and then check on how you're living. Because if you will something at all costs, baby, you're going. But we allow all this stuff. It's, it's just fill in the blank. And then that just went to, it's just fill in the blank. It's just someone that's mixed up in their mind emotionally. You need to, you need to tolerate them. Okay. It's just somebody that was born like this and they can't come out of it. Okay. They just want to sing a song. What's that going to hurt? Okay. They just want to preach. Just let them give the testimony. Okay, and now you got churches that are saying it's okay when the Bible's clear about the abomination. You got nothing against the people. I got everything under the sun and in the word against the doctrine and the sin. We talk a little bit at a time. Well, well, Pastor, you know, if you was to do it like this, well, Pastor, you know, I would come more often, but, you know, that lady at the door. Oh, it's not the same one you used to have because she, she don't do it no more. I think they leave him, but it's the other woman that they put it. She's mean. Oh, well, okay, I'll tell you what. Why don't, if you get here about 830, I'll be standing at the door waiting on you. Y'all see nothing wrong with that. Do you? Until it's the same one. Well, Pastor, if you would, well, Pastor, the music is just, it's just way too loud. Could you turn it down? No, I can't turn it down. I want to turn it up. Don't challenge me, because I want to turn it up. They'll tell you in the back. I turn around every once in a while and go, because sometimes, I won't. I got to say, sometimes I just don't want to hear you singing. I'd rather hear them. I'm joking. Please sing. Sing from your heart. Make a joyful noise. But we give way. We tolerate. That's a, man, that is a doctrine of selfishness. And we, we're okay with that? Well, Pastor, I didn't get to sing last Sunday. Probably because you can't. 
I mean, we won't, but we won't tell them, we won't because they're going to hurt their feelings. I don't want people in here throwing earplugs in because it sounds like a cat going on across a chalkboard. I make it pleasant. <laughs> Let me get into my worship a little bit. Let me just, if I got to hear, everyone, what? <laughs> kind of set y'all. But it's a selfish doctrine that we've allowed. And we, we not only have allowed, we cater to it. God bless you. Uh-oh, I'm live. We've catered to it. We structure and manipulate our churches and services according to the majority so that we can keep I told you it's gonna be tight, but it's right. We tolerate certain things that should be intolerable. We allow things that shouldn't even be allowed. Man, this was hard for me. I gotta repent. So if I ain't catering to you and you don't see me bending over kissing your foot and just love don't don't be a hater, just get right. So I love you. I just want you right. See, <laughs> did you notice? He said, write this to the angels of the church. Who do you think a weight's going to set on? It didn't come to two or three sheep. It went to the angel. Now the angel got to stand there and go, Boy, I didn't see that. How am I going to fix it? Now I'm going to lose about another half. We're going to live a life of holiness. I know it's not, it's not a hot topic. It doesn't preach real good. People don't like hearing holiness. But I'm here to tell you, we're going to live a life of holiness the best way that we possibly can. Amen. So that we don't have this, man, you're doing so good, you're doing so good, but there is something nevertheless, however, comma. We're going to do it right. We're going to do it right. What's it hurt to do it right? It don't hurt. Matter of fact, it brings, it brings blessing. God said, if you will... I will. He made a covenant with you. If you do right, I'll take care of you. If you fix it, I'll handle it. If you will, I will. Put this in bold. I better read this. Now, I'm not here to slay Christian people, but I am here to say that even though we do some things right because of what, what is being tolerated, we're being sucked into the very things 
that we're trying to reach for the kingdom. See, when we, when we try to win that sinner and we tolerate the sin, it may not get you, and, and even, even as, as he described it, it may not get each and every one. It may bounce and miss a couple because he said, now, now you, to you and everybody else in Thyatira that hasn't fallen and hasn't known the depths of Satan, to you, I'm not going to put any more on you. But what if it's somebody close to you that's going through it? How does that make a happy home? Just because your husband's saved and you ain't, you acting. Oh, it's just peace and glamour. You lying? I seen you hook your husband up last Sunday by the belt loop of the truck and pulled him down 419. I seen you. We don't. You keep tolerating and tolerating and tolerating, and then it becomes too big to handle. Not only now are the ones... The, the thing, I won't say the ones, because I, I, don't, I, don't like I don't like putting people's name on sin. So the thing that you've tolerated and that you have allowed has now caused something to go wrong in one person. Now it bleeds into another. Families, homes, keep yourself straight. Amen. Get your stuff right. right. Get, your, get your life right. Fix it. There's certain things that I'm not going to tolerate in my home. Right. And I mean not even tolerate. I don't need God pulling his hand of protection away from my house. Not now, baby. Lord, I need both his hands. So if one of y'all want to release one hand, that'd be fine with me. I'll take both. We don't think it's going to hurt. It's just a little... I didn't touch her. I just pecked him on the cheek. Come on, church. I, look, I'm being real with you. I'm sitting in your living room. I know I am because I got sweat running down my back. We're tolerating. What, what, are we, what are we saying when we tolerate sin in the church? What are we saying? That we love the people more than we love God? To me, that's what it says. Because I would much rather not hurt your feelings than to give you God's truth. Well, if I ever stand up here and I'm giving you that, you better run 
to my office so we can talk about it so you can correct me and then we'll work it out. Or stick. Whichever way it's got to be worked out. I got a hard head sometimes. So before you begin to tolerate, ask yourself a question. Do you love this what you're about to tolerate more than you love God? The Bible says that her children will suffer the second death. Her children, the ones, the ones that come after her, the ones that have been seduced and you're so tied up and twisted into following that you will do everything to walk behind it. You pursue her. See, you don't think that's possible. Let me... Let me take you down Rocky's track. You let that seed of lust pop in at a young age. And then you let all the books and the movies water that seed up. Come on, you follow me? I ain't got to get graphic with you, right? I can be, y'all read between the lines. You need to, okay? And man, it was just, it was just a thought, man. I just, look, I ain't, it was just a movie. It was one movie. It's only a couple books. Man, she's good looking. Forget the movie. It was just one girl. Now the pursuit's on. Went from just a little seat, just a, just a little old evil thought at a young age and took me down a road I wish I never went. Because see, the problem with it is the road that I went down had a bunch of potholes in it. And it's the wore the shocks out and beat the car <laughs> plumb to death. And I got to riding this old car. And I feel every little bump in the road now. Keep reading between the lines. I got to feel every little bump in the road now. Now I got to be, I have to be conscious. Conscious. Of not looking. I have to be conscious. Conscious. See, some of y'all don't, you don't deal with this, so you're Okay. You go, I just don't understand. Well, Pastor, he, they need to go away for a week. Because you don't, you don't understand. You don't understand what that thorn in your side might be. But see, this ain't, I don't, think, I don't call this a thorn that God put in my side. This is, a, this, is a, this is a thorn that I put in my side. Because I made a choice. I still lean into my grace is sufficient. 
if it had not been, I wish I could sing it like down on the creek. Huh? I mean, with the, with the creek water flowing. And I wish I could sing if it had not been. Huh? Heard something yesterday. If I could say one word, I wave my hand. Boy, hey, LB, I sent that to your mama's Facebook. I said, I need this group for praise and worship. They was in their living room. Boy, they brought the spirit in, up in, li- in my living room. If I, and the whole song, the whole song was if I could say one word. <laughs> I waved my hand. See, y'all know nobody don't creep back stuff. The church has been experiencing more separation and division over offense than it ever has. Where does offense come from? Selfishness. Selfishness. What you said made me feel. I've only got a couple more pages. I'm doing pretty good. I'm staying kind of tight. And I'm all right. But what's in it for me, the programs, you, what, what kind of programs you got for the kids and changing days to this and that because if you do it on this day, Pastor, that just makes it a long day for me. You know, I don't get home from work until like, 5.30-ish, and you trying to have church on a Wednesday at 7. Pastor, if I come to church on a Wednesday, I mean, I'm up at 6 a.m. in the morning, and I work until 5.30, then I got to pick the kids up from daycare, then I got to go home and get something to eat, and then I got to drive all 15 minutes back to church, and then you got long-winded from what I heard last week, you was here for an hour and 45 minutes. And there's no way, Pastor, that just makes a long day for me. Well, I'm sorry. I've had a long week. Pastor, if you could, no, I can't. No, I'm not changing. No. Unless you come walking in here with a white garb and a halo over your head and tell me, you can best believe it, it ain't happening. Now, if God said do it, boy, I'm going to probably do it. He's going to say you're going to make some people mad, but you're going to do it. Okay. And I'm just going to tell everybody, forgive me now, but we're going to have church Tuesday and Thursday. See, I just threw that in there. Y'all, some of y'all didn't catch it. I'll see you next Tuesday, and then I'll see you next Thursday, then I'll see you next Sunday. See, we're going to have church three days a week. Why not? Come on. What? People already, boy, they, they was writing a letter of resignation. <laughs> but see, what you don't know is that that's more weight and heat on me because i got to prepare to feed you, because most of you don't even eat during the week. Uh-oh, pastor's now starting to get busy. He's trying to get busy. He's getting my business. I'm... 
We have experienced sexual immorality, homosexuality, bigotry, racism, racism, false teaching, manipulation, gossip, you name it. And I'm certain that we can find it in a church today. You only find it because you tolerate it. I want to see the whites of your eyes. You experience it because you tolerate it. Can I tell you not one time have I ever confronted sin in a confrontational way under the power of the Holy Spirit and ever had to go back and confront that sin again? You're either going to get right or get out. Because you'll be uncomfortable. Boy, your spirit gets all twisted up in here when he gets... you. Either get out or get right. Huh? Right? I, boy, the Holy Spirit will work you. you. You mess up and sit under the word of God sometime and watch the Holy Spirit just go in and start grinding you. Boy, he... That boy good. He love you so much. He'll grind you till you bleed. But he, I mean, just work you to the bone. But he's doing it because he loves you. Amen. He's saying, man, if you just listen, if you if you just won't fall into this indoctrination, if you if you'll just listen, if you you'll go along with the love and the compassion and the mercy that I have for you, if you'll just listen, I promise you. Boy, don't let God speak a promise into me. When he speaks a promise to me, I'll run you over. I, I don't care what you said. I, I know what God said. I pro, I'm, I'm done. Move. I can't, allow you, I can't allow you to mess up my promise. Sarah, you can't be telling me just to go over there. God spoke a promise. Jesus got very serious on this matter. As he goes on to tell the church, he said, I've given her time to repent of her sexual immorality. And she did not repent. Indeed, I'll cast her into a sickbed. And those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Unless they repent of their deeds. Kill her children with death. And all the churches know that I am He who searches the minds and hearts. I'll give each one of you according to your works. We don't we don't believe in. Church, it's sad. I asked God this morning, God, why, why is it so hard for us to believe you? 
Why is it so hard for us to believe you? Why can't I take your word for what it is and know that you're serious? Why do I toy with things in my life? Why do I even crack a window for the enemy to come into my home? God, why, why do I give way to certain things I, I know is wrong? And I give way because I say, well, it's just... Church, stop tolerating. You're going to have to go out your way. But stop tolerating. If what is happening right now in your life and in this house and on the street, if it is against God's word, stop tolerating it. You shut it down. Shut it down in love with war. Shut it down. I can't. For me to listen to you and know that you're in sin and me not address it, shame on me. Because then I become that angel that gets this letter. See, when I say something that hurts your feelings, it's not because I'm being malicious. It's because I'm being loving. Because I care about the person sitting beside you that will be directly affected with how you're acting. And it's not even their fault. Need examples? (laughs) You you, You need an example? When you're going up in the store and you're cussing, screaming, and throwing stuff, and then they see that you go to one church, and next thing you know, they met they met they met you out in the parking lot, and you said, "Man, I would love for you to come to church." Uh, really, what church? One church? No. Is that what they teach? Is that what they see? Come on, see. You have to understand when you. It's more than just a piece of paper. When you become a member of a body of believers, you are saying not only do I represent the kingdom, but I will also represent the house in which I am a member to. And I know, I know that I don't be preaching for you to be cussing people and throwing stuff. I know that don't happen. And if you're going to represent this church, you're going to represent this body, you represent it standing up. Don't you be running around dragging your head on the ground. Look, you got something to be proud of. Jesus came, died, and rose again for you. You got something to be proud about. Amen. Amen. You can't keep tolerating stuff. Get your stuff together. God wants you to be holy. And he, he wants you to make, he, <laughs> Dennis, he wants you to come up there and hunt the holy land. <laughs> hunt the holy land with a new body, new knees. I wonder if we go get a new gun. 
I'd like to have a new one of them too. Nice shiny stainless steel barrel. Be just like a video game. You shoot deer, it don't die. <laughs> it shoot, fall down, get up, and leave again. You go, woohoo, yeah! And all we get to do is talk about it. <laughs> man, that was a good man, you little weak. <laughs> God wants you to make it. We've got a cloud of witnesses that is rooting us on to make it. They're standing on top of your house, looking in your, looking in your room like, yeah. come on, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Just stay seated. Y'all know when I talk about Romans, we, we talk about doctrine. I'm, I'm closing. Just hang on. Go like this. Just go like this. I'm, I'm closing. Just go like this. I'm closing. When we talk about Romans, we talk about doctrine. That's kind of where we get a lot of our doctrine in churches. Romans 2, chapter, or chapter 2, verse 5 says, But in accordance with your hardness... And you're impenitent. What's a big word? And they put that in the Bible. I said to God, you know I ain't go to college. So I had to look it up. So now you don't have to sit there and wonder what that word means. I'm fitting to tell you. I even put it in parentheses. It's not feeling shame or regret. So in accordance with the hardness and your impenitent, Penitent. I could even say it too. Boy, that man's giving me education. <laughs> Your impenitent heart. You are treasuring up for yourself. Listen. Wrath in the day of wrath. And revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Who will render each to his own deeds. Did y'all hear that? The more you tolerate, the harder your heart's going to become because you're allowing things in. And then the next thing you say, this is what you'll say. Well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, church. Come on, come on. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> let's ride the little red bus. <laughs> That's what we do. Well, Pastor Wednesday night, you know, that's just... That's a, that's a small talk. <laughs> that's the small talk. I mean, we come Sunday for the meet. Boy, aren't you getting confused. <laughs> you getting confused? That's why you're gaining weight and no muscle. Because you're eating the sweets on Sunday and leaving the meat. Mm -hmm. I'm coming. I'm coming. 
Listen, I understand we all have a life. I got three of them. <laughs> I told Debbie yesterday, I put my bag on my shoulder. I hate seven-day work weeks. See, what you know, I've been doing for five years. Seven days a week. I get you. I know you're tired. I know you want to quit. I know you want to give up. I know you want to get. I know you do. I do. I just don't keep saying it, and I keep. And I don't even drink coffee. Get you some of that. Don't harden your heart. Don't you tolerate. It's just. It was just one Sunday. Yeah, I'm coming at you pretty hard. I'm telling you now, when you're hungry for God, and I'm not trying to manipulate, I'm telling you something that you need to hear. When you are hungry for God, you will do everything in your power to get every aching word in your body. Won't you? You'll drive three hours down, play all day, all night, and drive three hours back and still be in church like this, but in church. Hoping, hoping, hoping that God just drop a nugget out of the satchel. And he goes, look, boy, I'm rich now. I got something. Huh? That doesn't give you favor, though. I'm just... Just relax. 